Welcome to Probably Science. This is Kid Rock. It's cool. I've heard this. Packing up my podcast. I'm going to head out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Brooks Whelan. This is uh, Probably Science. I'm here, as always, with Andy Wood. Hello. Co-host and cohort. Cohort? Is it cohort or cohort? Hort. Cohort. We've been drinking. Uh, and this is a special episode, guys, because I have moved into a new house. Starting fresh. Starting fresh. Clean slate. Moved out of my old place in West Hollywood. Now I'm living in the hills of Los Feliz. Ooh. And we have a couple of my roommates on the Power Violence crew. Say, hey, Bud Diaz. Say, what's hey, up? Hey, what's up, guys? That's Bud. And then we got Rod Berry. Ro- I'm Rodney. That's, that's, Ro- that's Rodney Berry, and then Whitmer Thomas is on. Hi, too. everyone. And these are my new roomies. Yeah. And best friends. Welcome. Slash best friends. Besties. Uh, yeah, also, so the guys that we went to go see Andrew WK with last oh, week. Oh, yes, I Andrew WK that. with these guys. Not me. Not Whit. That ruled. It was pretty fun. Pretty incredible. Oh, a lot of fun. Most fun. Uh, Rod saw the part where a guy kept shoving me with his elbow, and I go, why are you doing that? It's because he was touching a girl. <laughs> yeah, well, like, we were at the front of Andrew WK, and this guy's like, quit touching me. And I'm like, dude, there's a thousand, this is so packed right now. It's 200 people, it's a very small place. Oh, yeah, the Viper Room, it was, it was an intimate show. Yeah, intimate show, I ended the show with no shirt on, <laughs> one shoe missing. Mm-hmm. I imagine it was life-changing, so... Oh, definitely. He played the entire I Get Wet album, yep. start to finish, 10th anniversary. <laughs> I love hearing him, hearing about this. <laughs> yeah, Whit, Whit got a ticket but had to work. Oh. Yeah, I couldn't get off work for the first time in two years. Jeez. Uh, must but, be, um, must you know, be. it was only to see my favorite live performer play my favorite Just album that. of his Only ever. that. <laughs> he played Party Hard three times? Oh, no. insane. Yeah, he did. No, you're confusing the three songs that have party in the title. <laughs> no, he played. He played. Party till you puke. It's time to party and party hard. Party hard. I thought he played it. I thought he played party hard three times. Wait, okay. Different I have songs. a question. When he played party hard, did it have the voice sample go? When, when it's, it's time, time to, to party, party, we will party hard. Or did I think, he say it? I think he said it. Yeah, he just he just said it. Okay. He, I will say that uh, it was about the showmanship, not so much about the vocal perfection. No, it, it was, was so great. He oh, played yeah. a pizza guitar. Oh, pizza oh, guitar was the best. Pizza-shaped guitar. With pizza guitar. I know. It's probably impossible for him to sound like he does on the record live because live, it's like a Phil Spector wall of sound with yeah. 30 different tracks. There it is, if you guys aren't familiar. I heard the title track had 120 different tracks on it. Really? Yeah. It's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to take your sweatshirt off when that comes up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Buddy, what'd you do? Me? Take your sweatshirt off? No, no, I rushed the crowd shortly thereafter. Brooks and Rod immediately <laughs> ran up me, there. Yeah, me and Rod were, like, immediately on the stage. I kind of got in this habit of waiting a few minutes because if people see me rushing, everyone gets really scared when they oh, see man. a fucking For people who can't see Buddy, he has, his shoulders are four feet wide. Yeah. Wide as shoulders anybody's ever seen. Barrel-chested gentleman, I would yeah. describe. I got hit oh, thank the, you. I got hit in the face with a guitar. What? Did? Yeah, yeah. The, well, the guys just like threw it to Brooks. <laughs> the guy literally, the guitarist threw his guitar at me, like uh, off, took a strap off and just threw it at me. Yeah, Were you so being Brooks annoying? Play it. 
No, I was just standing there. Did he think maybe he probably you probably put off the vibe like you know how to shred? No, and then like That's his. What then the roadie dude was like, oh, give me that guitar, because I was holding his guitar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It just ran out? Yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want this at all. I would have taken it. Have I would have played it. If it was the pizza guitar, yes. Have y'all ever been to the Viper Room on not a fun night like that? I've never been there at all. Oh, no, yeah, I saw, I saw your band there. Oh, yes. It was the it's worst. terrible. <laughs> Tooks played. These guys are also in the band Tooks. Um, yeah, we played there one time, and um, it was awful. Everyone immediately left the first chord that we played. The band that played before us was like a glitter rock kind of throwback band. Oh, which one? <laughs> it was probably called Glitter Rock. That's probably the name I have of the band. A, I have a sample of Tooks here. <laughs> I knew I knew you guys. Wait. I knew I'd heard it before. This was before I joined the band, I yeah. think. This is just me. Oh, that's just Are solo. we tuned into the rock and roll cast? Huh? The- I didn't know that. I thought Summer Country was officially over, but I Summer guess Country sometimes is it, it over. dips back in. Well, what, what is fall? I had a few beers. I still like listening to Alabama. It's fall. Um, sure. Kid Rock Fall. Kid, Kid Rock Fall. But we listened to Kid Rock this summer, too. Well, we were listening to Kid Rock summer, his country this summer, you know, like after, like post teaming up with Cheryl Crow, Kid Rock. But now it's all pre Cheryl Crow. Oh, you mean the good years? Yeah, the good years. to ease the pain. There he is. Yeah. Kid I Rock. like that. Song. Is that a Kid Rock song? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a Kid Rock song. He has like a vocoder on, sort of. He's great. Very nice. cool. Hey, right. guys, I want to talk for a second about that. I'm, I'm an outsider to this. You guys all live together. This is my first time in this house. I kind of want to paint the picture for the oh, listener okay. because this is sort of a unique living situation. Yeah, I went up to Andy on the housing situation. Yeah, <laughs> you really did. Um, first of all, the three of you, you guys host a show together every week at uh, the Little Modern Theater. What's it called? It's called the 6470 Theater. It's not Little Modern. Oh, uh, Little So we did start the trend of shows over there on that block. Over on Santa Monica Boulevard. The show is called Power Violence. You guys are, are great. You put on a great show. Thank you. Um, and you live together so it's it's sort of like a it's like a punk house vibe crossed with um yeah i see a little bit of like the movie boiler room where it's like this palatial estate that only yep. has one couch in a giant living room with yep. a fireplace yeah. I, I, we, we like to three. keep it minimal you know a free th- flowing a lot of people can you can dance you can you can have a good time you can skate around on the floors i we advise you not to I, I wouldn't be surprised if there if you I guys skated on the floor. I know. If you had <laughs> a trampoline on order to do like Tom Hanks big in this living room, because that's what it looks like to me. Is that oh, loft? dude, that is a total inspiration to my yeah. life. I don't know if mm. you've been in my room yet, but it's pretty but pretty bare. There's also uh, six other people live in this house. So there's seven of you living in this house. All the neighbors ten. around here have <laughs> spent their whole ten. lives. Ten, there's ten, ten of you. People. Okay, ten of you in this house. Everyone like else around six. here owns their property and have worked their whole lives to live up in the hills. Yep. And you guys are filling this yeah, we don't ridiculous yeah, mansion. James, with, James Pumphrey always says, everyone has spent their whole lives working to not live by people like <laughs> us. <laughs> I was, I was peeing on somebody's uh, house. You were, day, yeah. Like two Brooks, no. Yeah, we had to make him hold his pee. Well, we saw and them walk wa- away. watching a, like a movie in their. Oh, we were big shooting plasma a movie. TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. No, no, they were watching a movie. All they had to do was turn the neck, and they would have seen your donger. Do you guys have yeah. nosy neighbors who wear like house coats and have rollers in their hair and like look through the no. fence to see what's going oh, on? Oh, right better, uh, even better. Tell we, them what we live. Okay, all right, right here next to us is uh, straight-up drug dealers, uh, Breaking Bad style. We don't know technically what kind of drugs they deal, but they are terrifying. Wait, they got real loose Legit skin. drug dealers. That's yeah. also what this reminds me of is uh, is Jesse's 
Jesse's house. So he just yeah. has the one couch and the PA set up in this yeah. beautiful house. That's yeah. what this These looks. guys are drug dealers. Uh, mm-hmm. The cops are there all the time checking to make sure they haven't uh, abused their parole or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then oh. the people on the uh, house next to that is Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. No, it's oh, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not. Very nice Look, guy. Yeah, Booger's That's why sweetheart. I hate being loud. I hate being loud because I don't want to hurt Booger's feelings. That's and nice. Then yeah. A few houses up this way, according to our landlord, the guy who owns this house is Colin. Colin Farrell. fucking Farrell. What? Yeah. So does that Jeff Tremaine live near here? Or no, Jeff Tremaine. The I, the the um. Maybe I just jackass guy. Jeff Tremaine and the gang. I hope so. You know what? Probably I, not. I think, I think uh, James said he lives like down the street. Oh. Yeah, that's what I. I was don't know. About. I didn't know that, but these are among the stars up here. Or, yeah. yeah, and it and I I feel very guilty whenever I we, like tonight we have to take the trash out and our trash is disgusting here, and overflows. Here's, here's how I knew that I wasn't in the wrong place because I'm driving up here past these mansions. I'm like I must have typed this in my phone wrong. Yeah, and I didn't even want to walk up the stairs to his house, and embarrass myself by knocking on some <laughs> wealthy dowager's front door and like no, I don't know who Brooks is. Yeah. but then I see the contents of your garbage in the driveway. I'm like oh yeah, this is the house. Yeah. this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Who have eats that much pizza. A lot of garbage, <laughs> a lot of pizza boxes and beer. So much pizza box. Speaking of which, Rod, is our pizza almost ready? Oh yeah, I'm gonna go check on that. Rod's yeah. gonna go check on the pizza we're making. Rod's got pizza duty. <laughs> hey, Rod, can you get me a beer, please? Yeah, sure. Un cerveza. Um, but you know, we hired a maid. She comes every week. A maid split between ten what's people her name? is very affordable. That's Raquel. Her name's Raquel. Raquel. She's yeah. great. You get to meet her tomorrow. She's rocking. Wit texted me today. Hey, Raquel's coming tomorrow, so I need twelve dollars. And my response was. Is she single? Uh, and what did I say? He said she's not single, but she likes to cheat. <laughs> and I, I responded with, "That goes perfect with my bad boy attitude." Yeah, bad boy lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, do they do your rooms too, or just common areas? Uh, they'll do your room if you pick up all of your stuff. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So yeah, that's a problem. Not even do it. Well, she does my room, but mm-hmm. but I have I have the the best room in the house, no doubt. You guys yeah, you seem do. to have it all figured out. I gotta say, I can't find any chinks in the armor here. This is a this is an airtight plan you have. I used to live with another uh, adult in a in a nice two bedroom, two huh. bathroom, and now my life has just spiraled upward. <laughs> yes. Yep, yep, yep. Better and better. No, I mean, I think all I really need right now is a hammock, and I, my oh. life will be great. We need a and pool. You have space we gotta for get it a too. pool. Oh, yeah. we do need a pool. We have an Andy. Yeah, we got an Andy. Andy's you guys can always come to my place. Right, you know we got to get to a little bit of science. Well, before right. we get to the stories, we always like to ask our guests, no, no, we're gonna, yeah. you know, do you guys have any, any background in, in science or the sciences? Well, let's go through and ask each person. Do I'm going to do it. Yeah. Okay, bud, what was your favorite subject in high school? Go my favorite it. subject in high school, science. Oh, wow. That, so, just, science. so you went to an alternative wizard. high school that no, just had a just, science class. Buddy's the Donatello of No, no, for real, though. I excelled in video, like, production, film. Classes and stuff. Okay. That was my passion. Computers, sound, computers, graphic design. Makes sense. They went to a really cool school. Nice. What yeah. school did you go to? Er- high school. <laughs> you went to high school. You went to a cool high school. Oh. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, college? No. High school? Yes. And it was Ernest Rigetti High School. That sounds pretty cool. I think I've heard of that. Is it possible? It's a yeah. It's got like awards and stuff. Oh. Where is that? For being it's a cool in, school. Uh, Two thousand five. CIF wrestling champions. Yeah, and then our yes. soccer team was oh, really Rod good knows. too. Okay, that's why. Wait, I, I was it. wrong. It was 2001. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> way, that's way off. off. Rod, Rod is my the only other comedian I know who also uh, wrestled a lot growing up. Uh huh. Yeah, I wrestled. Oh, I didn't wrestle that much. I wrestled like four years. 
Just like metaphorically, like you re- we had some tough issues you were going through? No, no, no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> In high school, he wrestled. Okay. In high okay. school, I wrestled two years. Oh, I right. quit because I hurt my ankle, and I was like, oh, yeah, you can have a life. <laughs> yeah, no, wrestling is hard. <laughs> Uh, Rod, what was your favorite uh, uh, subject in school? Did you like science? Yeah, I like science. Physics or chemistry? Which one? Um, marine biology. That's oh, what I wow. Yeah, because yeah. you grew up like close to the beach, right? Yeah, yeah. So we had Where a marine biology up? class. San Maria, California. Me and Buddy went to the same high school. I didn't know that. This is new news. Yeah. We've known each other since we were eight. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that any of this. <laughs> yeah. Bringing roommates together here on Probably yeah. Science. Oh, yeah, for sure. So when Bud had the uh, Santa Maria style barbecue on uh-huh. Sunday night, did did, did it did. feel did it feel like a Santa? Uh, like your I home? mean, not a hundred percent, but it was pretty close. Okay, forgot, what'd you forget, Bud? Bullshit! I forgot one thing, and that was the French bread, the garlic French bread you, with the butter. You also had no idea how to make rice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, let me. But he made. Enough rice for thirty people. Yeah, he did. I figured one bag of rice, one pot of water. That was even yeah, a you know, pot bag of rice to pot of water. <laughs> it's uh, well, okay. <laughs> the, the science classes at my school were a joke. Uh, clearly, because they're called yeah. science class. He took he took ag science. Oh, uh, let me tell you. Okay, we have this little program called agricultural sciences. Where we would just hang out, goof around, talk shit to our teacher all day, change the time on the clock oh, so we get out that. earlier. Yeah, yeah, like and, always be like, it's already three. And yeah, like, and nah, then, come on, it's And then new. come come senior year, I'd get into little general science discussions with my friends, and I'm just like, they're teaching you what in your science classes? <laughs> what? Because this... The, we're we're collecting bugs and making <laughs> bug collections, all types. It's not even one class of bug. It's just go collect go bugs, get some bugs, and we will pass you. And then come to the FFA meetings. We need new members. That's all it was about. That's awesome. I never raised an animal either. Thank God. Well, that's great. Yeah. Uh, mm. Wit, what about you? Favorite in high school? I I grew up on the beach also. And Different beach. Where are you from? I'm from Alabama. I grew up on the Gulf of Mexico. From a me and Clay grew up together too. Um, Were you like 1998's Panama City girl of the Spring Break or something? Did was you? I? Yeah, that no. was you. Yeah, that was you. Yeah, Panama City girl. Panama City girl of Spring Break. Yeah, yeah you remember? No, I'm trying to think of an award. I've I've never won an award in my life. Um, oh no! But Clay, I'm sure got some art awards or honorable mentions. I don't hey, know Clay, why he's did not. You win any awards? Art in life. Life awards. Honorable mention in a art contest when he was in fifth grade. That's yeah. the voice of Clay, the fourth member of Power Violence. Yeah, Clay doesn't yeah. like. Why? Why aren't you over here? Clay? He's way into football. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll call okay. you if you need. Okay, he's just screaming, but you cannot hear. No, nope. he's, he's, <laughs> he's watching Lily. He's watching Lily, and he doesn't want to come over. Um, yeah. I'm going to go get our pizza. I'm going to be... I, cool. Good plan. Science. Go oh, I liked uh, Marine. My favorite... Uh, I just had this one teacher named Miss Allen, and I took every single Marine class she taught, which was... I took Marine Science, Aqua Science, which are different for some reason, <laughs> and Marine Biology. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I got to go to school on the beach. Like yeah. In, yeah. This, these weren't it, options. And in they, were great, they were great classes because... <laughs> 
There's like, no marine biology. What were the science classes in Iowa? I wonder. Yeah. Well, it was it was physics and chemistry. Corn studies. Have, yeah, cornology. Corn <laughs> yeah. Kevin no. Costner. Cornology. I used to work right next to the Field of Dreams. No way. Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah, I used to build houses in Dyersville, which is exactly <laughs> where that is. How, yeah. uh, studies of how to be Kevin Costner or Ashton Kutcher. Well, you know. The yeah. Ashton well, connection. The Ashton you're the perfect blend of Actually, Ashton Kutcher went to the University of Iowa and studied biomedical engineering. Just like you? Yeah, just like what? Me. Ash, you could be He's the next Ashton. Ash. Yeah, I'm trying to go for the next Josh Hartnett, I think. No. After watching Faculty. <laughs> we, we watched the Faculty. <laughs> Smoky eyes that guy has. Yeah, oh, he's great. Smoky. Smolders. What was Smolders. cool about all those classes, though, and living so close to the beach is the constant field trips. Like you, at like the beginning of school, you would nice. go plant something, or you would it's go. Too hot. Like Pizza's we one time, <laughs> we one time took a boat out to this place called Little Lagoon and caught a uh, an octopus, and right. went and brought it up onto the beach, and it had died already. So we brought it back and dissected it. That sounds like a dream. It was awesome. I love that teacher who's. You're like, well, we accidentally killed the animal. Well, I guess we should dissect it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> what started off as as like a. a an, a misdemeanor, possibly like an assault against yeah. living thing, becomes an experiment. And yeah. she would let us all the kids smoke cigarettes. Oh my god! <laughs> that's cool. Wait, that's not a cool. I'm pretty sure she had an affair with one of the kids. No, that's not at real. the end of the school year. Uh, somebody got real. her a a necklace at the last day of school. She said, um, "I got a." She opened a present from one of the students, and it was a pearl necklace. And she Ooh. goes, "I don't know what this is supposed to mean." Uh. <laughs> and everyone laughed like. She's talking about cum on her neck right now. <laughs> yeah, right. She's a great kids. teacher. Yeah, those those field trips are sounding less and less like like the, she, they wanted to expand your horizons and more and more like that's like the lazy teacher way out. Like, yeah, we're yeah. going to the beach today. Yeah, I I'm going to be. But it was I'm going to cool. be sleeping in the in the bus. Um, um, it was okay. great. We're going to go through and we'll do a little quick science questionnaire. Each of you, one word answers <laughs> quick, and then we're going to move on. Here we go. Uh, we'll start off with Bud. Bud, favorite scientist. Favorite scientist. Ooh, man. I'd probably have to say Dr. Oswald. He worked at a Hardy Diagnostics, which was the local like microbiology center in my hometown. Awesome. That makes sense. Rod, favorite scientist? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Uh, Albert Einstein, is that? Oh, that's a one. No, that's one. Yeah. science guy. He does wit, science. Wit, this little Michael science. Jordan of scientists. Yeah. 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 Favorite scientist. Hmm. Brooks Whelan? Oh, oh, yeah. oh my gosh! That's a, actually the first right answer anybody has given on this. <laughs> I uh, would have also said Wilford Brimley because oh, he, he just has diabetes. Oh, I thought he like no, he has diabetes. Oh, I thought he cured that shit or something. <laughs> he's always on the TV. All right, but he, no, he didn't cure. I thought diabetes. he did. He's always on there, like I got the cure. I got diabetes. <laughs> he doesn't ever say him. that. Yeah, that's he him. Doesn't say I don't know. It's always funny. I really think you could play Wilford Brimley. I, I hope so. One Do day, the best yeah. Wilford Brimley. That's say, right. say. It's hard living with diabetes. It's hard living with diabetes. I can't do it. He doesn't even say diabetes. 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 (laughs) I don't fuck that guy. Next question. (laughs) Bud, least favorite scientist. Least favorite scientist. Jesus. (laughs) You could just make anything up, right? Albert Einstein. Overrated. He's pissed. Mm. I'm pretty pissed off about that. Uh, That's fucked up. Least favorite scientist, Rod. Uh... I'm going to go with Brooks Whelan. Oh, that's a what? Answer. We're just oh, fucking man. rotating the names uh, around now. Wit, least favorite uh, I don't know his name, but he's whoever developed the technology for rollerblades. Okay. What? Yeah, fucking. I didn't know that was an you option. Don't like just to say, no, that was, I hate him. That basically. was actually like a joint effort between Daniel Roller and Michael Blades. <laughs> 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 no, rollerblades is. Any rollerblade is my arch enemy. 
I it? used to rollerblade. Have you ever heard of this guy? <laughs> His name's Terry Blades. Uh, <laughs> Terry Blades. Great. Terry Blades is the top prop. If you okay, listen. Uh, <laughs> this is just out of context. Terry Blades, is, yeah. Terry Blades is a character that Rodney and I do together, <laughs> where I play Terry Blades, Pomona, California's top prop comedian, top and prop. I play his best friend Terry. And Terry shoes. Terry. <laughs> Isn't it Terry shoes? No, it's not. It's Terry nothing. It's just Terry. <laughs> I, I remember when it was Terry no. shoes, though. No, it was Terry. I think it was maybe Terry feet for a while. Oh, feet. I don't know. Uh, bottom line, we submitted this to Saturday Night Live. <laughs> they loved it. It got through to them. Yeah. And they saw what we created at Power Vines. It felt pretty good. Maybe <laughs> Lord Michaels has seen that. Yeah, I don't think he has. Probably not him. Wait, have but, we discussed this on the podcast? Because you are you no, have a sure, no, I don't want to oh, talk God. about okay, it. Yeah. Okay, we no. gotta cut that part out. Yep. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. I'm just saying Bummer. we submitted it. Yeah. That's all we can say at this point. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Terry what's the Blades next? and Terry are real fun. Okay. One last question, because uh, we got to skip a couple. Yeah. What's the biggest explosion you've been a part of? Ooh. Oh. You want to go first on that? I gotta think about Wait, that. Wait. You want to go first? Um, yeah, we, me and Clay as, as kids used to make bombs all the time. Hold on, let's confirm. Clay, did you used to make bombs with wit? Yeah, we made uh, artillery shell bombs. Yeah, he we made artillery shell bombs. Or artillery shell bombs? We would do artillery shell bombs, and uh, where we're from, fireworks are illegal, so we'd go buy all the artillery <laughs> shells in the whole fi- firework trailer, uh, me and Holy Clay God. and like five of our friends, and then we'd take all the gunpowder out of all the artillery shells and put them in one Tall, you know those black cats? It's like the tubes. Yep. You can get those tall tubes, and then you put stuff in it. We would just fill it with the artillery shell gunpowder and um, tape it off and make a big, long wick and then uh, light it. And we would go to any undeveloped neighborhood, light it, and just wait for it to explode. Wow. The biggest one I ever did, uh, me and Clay did, Clay, and it was so big that... In bright that it we I was like blind for like twenty minutes. Clay, you, it was so big and bright you went blind for twenty minutes. Yeah, because wow. this sounds crazy. No, twenty seconds. That's a lot. So twenty that's seconds. Right. Yeah, that's no, a when big you said, difference. When you said undeveloped neighborhoods, like culturally or <laughs> in our neighbor in our uh, town, the island where we grew up, there was a lot of like we there was a lot of places that were planned to be built but ah. hurricanes would come and people would be like I don't want to build on this island anymore and then makes sense yeah, so there's a lot of that alright here's Clay Tatum who is uh, the fourth member of Power Violence and also Hello, uh, Clay. can either refute or Hi, agree with Wids with what Wit just said did you tell him the story of when I uh, when they the cops came and thought we were shooting off fire like uh, shotguns and what we would do? No, he didn't tell the story. Well, okay, so you so just start. We were start. under the bridge, and we had like. Oh, of course, rockets. this is where that happens under bridges. <laughs> and you know, got under the bridge most of the time. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Pepper style. Oh, I love it. We would he steal does. spray paint from Walmart and spray paint George Bush is a terrorist on everything. <laughs> and then the cops would get. We would get caught for stealing spray paint, and then the cops would go, I'm not going to say you did, but we're also pretty sure you're spray paint. George Bush is embarrassed. <laughs> well, I got caught stealing at a Walmart, and the guy had to come to school and confront me. But George you know, Bush? You know when uh, when you have like a, a moon traveler, the little bottle rockets, it goes, you light it, and it goes, and it pops? No, I don't. Okay, so like the, the bottle rockets that have like the... Uh, 
that are attached to the stick. You put it in a bottle, you light it, and it goes to get it in the air. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, we call it them bottle waits. rockets. Yeah, bottle rockets. Either or. We're and not from Alabama. We had those from, 90, from 1993 and before we had those in California. Oh, you can't get those them. Those aren't no, no. a thing. No, they're not a thing. No, I, I'm just saying, I thought those were everywhere. No, no, yeah. no. Bottle rockets. We're just talking about bottle rockets. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. you can't get them, okay. no, you can't get them out here. No, you can't at all. No. My story's going to suck. Keep going. Yeah, but you know how it goes. <laughs> you, in a way, it's yeah. it pops. We would, so what we would do them do, out of our hands. It would, like, it would fucking hold it. It would go, and after that, you'd throw it and pop. And then I got one, and it went, pop. And then my fucking thumb was bleeding, and it was numb. And it was like I had blood all in my hand. The cops come, and they're like, you guys are shooting shotguns. You can't be doing this. I'm like, we're not shooting shotguns. We're just hanging out, playing with fireworks. Or did we tell them it was fireworks? Yeah, we told him it was fireworks. That was also the same day um, that we all decided it was fun to light bottle rockets and put them in each other's pockets while we weren't looking. And Clay was caught on fire two times that day. (laughs) (laughs) And there's video of him just like running around on fire. And what did he do to uh, put the fire out? Uh, spit on you. We would spit on him. <laughs> <laughs> a surefire way to put about. Yeah. The fastest way. Yeah, fire hates yeah. spit. I, I can't help but think the last few episodes have been like the anarchist cookbook. We covered that bomb making with aluminum shavings oh, yeah, and cleaning products. Bombs. Yeah. And then like, we, got a, we got a fan mail from someone who's like, thanks, you were cracking me up in study hall. I'm like, wait a minute. There's underage kids are listening oh, to this. Whatever, all make kinds bombs, of ideas. <laughs> don't, make, don't make bombs. Don't blow up mailboxes. Make more bombs. Make more bombs. That was Rod. Okay. Rod, what's the biggest explosion you've been a part of? I, uh, I've, I've actually never really been a part of an explosion. Oh, my God. Um, we the show a couple weeks ago. Wait, which one? Where we set Buddy on fire. Oh, that was like you were just like shooting a, a can of WD-40 in a lighter at Yeah, him. well, you were part That's of fire? it. That's fire? Yeah, and you lit him on fire. What, what, about the time, what about the time Clay set our apartment on fire? Oh, uh, that's that's totally But that's not an explosion. That. You guys, there was, I guess... Oh, yeah, the spray paint explosion. cans exploded. The, there, this story is fun. <laughs> we had an involved right. science. We'll do, do this story, and then we got to go into actual yeah. science. All right, so me and Buddy, we're smoking cigarettes out in the... Uh, That's Clay. Yeah, it's Clay. This we Clay were talking. smoking cigarettes, uh-huh. and we both didn't put it out. We just put it on the floor, and then the, one no, of No, 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 I'm sorry. Let me clarify. Uh, Clay proceeded to hacky sack his cigarette around. And then we had no idea where it goes. And I say, hey, Clay, where'd your cigarette go? He says, I don't know. I don't care. Let's go get in out Burger. Yeah. Okay. Then continue. Can I describe the chain reaction? Okay. Describe. So Clay puts the cigarette in the thing. Buddy puts the cigarette in the thing. Uh, They go to in and out They come back, and there's fire trucks at our apartment on our old balcony, um, like, squirting it down. Yeah. And uh, they run up. And by this time, they put the the huge fire out on our whole balcony. It's just melted. And all the windows are melted. When did this happen? uh, This was, like, two years ago, right when Buddy moved in. Yes. Uh, Right when we we met Buddy. And they go in. The firemen are all in our house. They busted down our doors to our apartment. And uh, they're talking, like, well, it's glad glad we put it out. And as they're talking, the uh, outlets started going, pow, 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 pow. and the firemen were like, how did this happen? And then the outlets started going, pow, 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 and they go, oh, must have been an electrical fire. Ah. <laughs> so they got away with it. But what really happened, I think, mm-hmm. is that you, the, the cigarette got caught by the wind or whatever the ash did and got put on the sofa that was on the balcony. Oh, had, and the balcony yeah. was covered with spray paint. The highly pants. flammable couch and that that, balcony. Did anyone tell a story about the explosion that happened here not too long ago? 
We had an explosion here? <laughs> oh, oh did we open a can asleep. of worms with the explosions on yeah, it? Yeah, we gotta move on. This last story, then... This is a very explosion last story. So, it's really... It was me, James, Kale, and, like, some other people. I think you were asleep, bud. I slept right through it. Like, lit... We have like a lot of listeners who aren't our buddies. Right. So you're just saying like James Kale, like <laughs> you're oh, just like right. telling the story to us. But Anywho. there's like a lot Anywho, of people. A bunch of dudes were there. Okay. And then we found we dudes. got uh, we found a bunch of like candles for for like uh, birthday cakes. We take a spray paint can. We put it up next to the tree on the third tier in our big backyard. I don't know if you guys talked about our huge. I haven't backyard. talked about our backyard. But we Three have a big terraces. backyard. And so we put it on the top level and lit. Uh, candles all around a spray paint can that we taped, you know, the candles to. And we took a BB gun, and while we were lighting the candles, we stepped away, aimed, shot the can, and then just a huge explosion happened. That was pretty big. And I think you've seen the, you've seen the I video. I saw the video, I saw the pics. I'm bummed that I slept through it, <laughs> but I have sleeping problems. Right. Did you guys sleep through the earthquake on Sunday? No, that I didn't. I, f- I felt that... <laughs> So Beverly Hills centered earthquake yep. uh, uh, Like 3 a.m. On, on the mm-hmm. Sunday night Slept through it I slept through it too Alright We gotta get All right, this We do um, okay. And actually there's something I was kind of excited about Because uh, It kind of coincides with It's it's following my, my lifespan And you guys know about the Voyager Satellites The Voyager uh, probes mm-hmm. Did you know that Voyager 1 Just turned 35 years old Yesterday Oh nice It launched 35 years ago 1977 Congrats, Shortly Shortly after I was born Nice. Um, and it is now the farthest away man-made thing ever. It's about 120 uh, astronomical units away, which means it's 120 times farther away from the sun than the Earth is. So it's about um, three or four times farther away than even Pluto. So it's at the far reaches. They're saying it's almost at the very edge of the solar system. What? And uh, they're actually kind of surprised because they thought it was going to hit the... There is sort of a bubble surrounding the solar system. And uh, it's not behaving the way they thought it was going to. They... They originally thought that, let's see, um, earlier this year, the Voyager 1 had detected two major signs heralding its impending exit from the solar system, but after analyzing data from an earlier series of rolling maneuvers, scientists didn't detect the expected stream of charged particles that they thought would show that you were reaching the edge of the solar system, because at the edge, there's these charged particles that should reroute to flow in the direction of the sun's poles that'll form like this stream that coats the inner surface of this kind of bubble-shaped boundary around our whole solar system. Hmm. So they were thinking the Voyager 1's about to hit that thing, but they haven't actually seen the data for it. So it's either that it hasn't gotten there yet, or it's past it, or they don't actually know what happens at the edge of the solar mm. system because we've never gotten anything that far away. God. God. Or it's yeah. God. God is stopping it. But it's reaching uh, this region called the Heliosheath. God goes, is, what's that? Yeah. Look I don't that. like this thing. I'm Give pushing it back. We're gonna get it. We Angels, go thing. get it. It's reaching the Heliosheath, which is a transition area between the point where the solar wind slows down and the very edge of this bubble blown by the sun called the heliopause. Um, and this got me looking into more Voyager stuff, and I'd forgotten that they sent this awesome record, this gold record, uh, that's sort of like a yeah, no, this is message a, in a I bottle to aliens. Thing, yeah. I lo- we've talked about it before. What? You guys didn't know this? No. no. This was a project that was headed up by Carl Sagan uh, and some other... a huge Zeppelin fan. Huge. He just threw it on it's there. Sting. <laughs> Lo- it's just a police It's a album. message in the bottle. Uh, I like that. I like it. <laughs> Well, actually, I mean, all kidding aside, there actually are songs on there. Like, the, I, I looked okay. up the track Will listing. You explain, just explain it. Okay. Well, the idea behind this kind of mention it, but never really talk about it. Yeah, it's it, we sent this actual acoustic record that contains both sounds and and data, you know, sort of uh, encoded in an analog way on on the record and a record player on this probe. 
sort of staple to the outside of the craft. And um, yeah, it contains sounds and images that were selected to portray the diversity of life and culture on Earth, and they're intended for any intelligent extraterrestrial life form or for future humans who may find them. Um, and I looked at the track listing because there are a ton of things on this on this uh, on this record, and uh, it has it has you know compositions by all kinds of people from all. Like I think every country got to pick a song, and I think the U.S. has a couple. We have a Louis Armstrong song. We have Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry on there. Yes, and then also a bunch of images of you know humans. Let the aliens know we be we're bad boys. <laughs> yeah, we gotta know we're bad boys. Um, let's see. They also have images of. I'm looking at the contents listing right now. Well, there's, there's greetings in about 50 different languages. Um, yeah, like aliens will be able to read any of those. No, it's not reading. We send a record player also. Here. So there's instructions on how to put this thing in the record player and listen to it. And then you can also, you can just go to goldenrecord.org, as I believe this site. Let me see. That's true. Wait, can you just listen? To, you can listen. Yeah, to I was listening all afternoon. I was listening to the different tracks that are on this record and looking Weird. at the pictures because they have like a hundred some pictures that are encoded on the record. And the pictures include the first few are like mathematical things to try to like set the bar for how. Here's how you can understand the rest of the stuff we're doing. Like they I have, almost said meth, method man. They have person. they have like they have a one dot pictures and then they have man. equals one. So you know the number one means the one dot. They have two dots and then equals numeral two. And they also have it in binary. And then they start to have uh, an explanation of how um, fractions work. And then a bunch of physical I unit definitions like defining distances between things. And they have they have a circle. I guess to calibrate so you know what a circle is. Um, then they have pictures of all the planets. They have um, anatomy, like all the organs, a human skeleton. They have they got like they got butts on there. Oh yeah. Well, here's what happened. They have butts. <laughs> Seven years earlier, five years earlier in '72, they sent the Pioneer probe out, and they had a plaque on it that had a picture of a naked man and woman. So aliens are like waving, like, "Hey, this is us." Um, that kind of like raised uh, people were like that. I don't know about sending nude nudies yeah. up into space. So this is a little more subdued. Like there's, <laughs> they do have human sex organs on this golden record, but it's like the cutaway down the middle thing from your anatomy class. You know, oh, if you shot the yeah. person down the middle, they have a picture of of um, fertilized egg of a fetus of birth of a nursing mother of. Um, Snake River of some sand dunes. Snake River. They got are a they picture trying of to, like, a are crocodile. They boarding it, or are they going to go ahead and ferry? <laughs> They're going to jump over it like uh, Evil Knievel, I think, is the plan. No, I'm talking to doing a little organ. They got a picture there. of an elephant, um, an old man with beard and glasses. Picture uh, of Clay Tatum doing a kickflip. Yep. Weird. Weird. They do have a gymnast. There's a picture of a gymnast on this gold record in case the aliens find it. But I want someone to make. If there's anybody out here who's got listening to okay, us, okay, no, let's house. go through. Let's go across. Yeah. You can put one picture on this to explain to aliens what you want them to know. What picture are you going to put on it? Bud Diaz. I just throw some horns. Oh, you're gonna, he's going to do this. just a picture of my hand throwing up some horns. He's doing the whole rock and roll symbol. Yes, that's Love it. Like that's that. all they need to know. By the way, that's it. How will they know it's not hook'em horns? You're not like a UT fan. Oh, uh, because they'll see. They'll, shit. they'll just know. Okay. Yeah. Rod, what are you going to throw on? What is your pick? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw on uh, the picture of Johnny Cash just flipping off the, cam- oh, flipping off the camera. Oh, yeah. That's like a cool that. one. Let him know you're a bad boy. Yeah, straight up. Let him know. Clay, what are you throwing on? I don't know. Maybe a picture of me with money and women. <laughs> like that. What? Um, I'd probably do a picture of uh, Michael Keaton from Night Shift with uh, the the quote under it don't worry we're cool bros <laughs> nice <laughs> I like that Andy what are you doing oh man picture picture I'm gonna do a picture of me doing a yo-yo like yo-yoing uh, the um, 
Baby in the Cradle thing. Nice. The whole Rock the Birdie. The Rock the Baby. You could do like one with like you in the middle and everyone's around you just laughing. Oh, I like that. So they know I'm funny. <laughs> right. Brooks is really funny. Yeah, thanks, Rod. Hey, I would actually put like pictures of like retweets that have, like <laughs> <laughs> like my fave star on there. Oh yeah, Jesus. I like that. Just to screen grab the number of followers you have. I would uh, say like a like a really awesome like midair capture of a high five, like perfect contact yeah, happening. Just let them know it's a party down here. Yeah. yeah. Does it anywhere in that article does it say how many U.S. dollars this project costed Americans? Uh, I don't know, but actually you can go to Amazon and you can buy the well, book. Well, we got a little person against NASA uh, over sorry. here. There's a book. There's a book. I don't think it was that much. There's a book called Murmurs of Earth that's authored by Carl Sagan. It's all about this record and the uh, no the kidding. plans for it. I mean, like, even we all admit Were that you this at is the like DNC. Are you there right now? <laughs> I wish. This was more of a, like a, a token gesture. This is kind of like a time capsule more than it was like a real genuine, we think someone's going to find this. But it's still, I was having this debate with a friend of mine today talking about this thing. I was like, why would you ever do this? I'm like, how could you not do this? If you're setting something up that's going to be up there for this, they say that this this uh, record could last a billion years. Wow. Like, it's just going to keep going forever. Why wouldn't you Why wouldn't you at least make an attempt at putting something out Did there? Did they send any like movies out there, like a reel or... I guess it would be hard. It was 77. It wasn't really, you know. But I think that would be like the best way to get stuff across now. Would be like if you send them like a small. I don't. But I guess there's a link to your YouTube channel. Which which format? Power balance. Right. You sticking with Blu-ray at this point? What do you? My grandfather, my my uncle helped with the Hubble spacecraft. He works for NASA, and my grandfather helped develop the O-rings that were on the Challenger. Oh, wow. That's not good. And he quit afterwards, and he's never been the same man. Seriously? Yeah. Can you talk more about that, or is that too um, personal? I don't really know really a lot about it. I know that my uh, grandparents, I'm, I'm not very close with them, but I know that uh, he helped develop the O-rings that were on the Challenger. It exploded. He quit and started working just with... Aero, aerospace, other stuff. Okay. Um, not as like specific things, and then eventually they they were digging through one of their dead dad's attics, and they found eight original stock in Disney and made a ton of money. And he what? just quit his job. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's but uh, he doesn't no, but, like talking about but the, the O rings. The O rings thing. I mean, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't read a ton about this, but I know that they use the Challenger explosion as this case study for lots of business school classes about failures in it's not really a failure in science it's a, it's a failure well, it's in a failure in like management and people management because they stepping were like, well this is kind of questionable should we do it and they yeah. go, let's do it and mm-hmm. that's where right because it was, was, too, it was cold too cold and, yeah. and so the o-rings yeah. couldn't withstand that so it wasn't like they were i think they were behaving within the range they were supposed to behave but people made the call they were afraid to rock the boat and say no we shouldn't do yeah, this it was very much just like listen we got to do it we have to do it and like that is a ultimate quality control of and like, so we're absolving we're absolving him of my family is that um no, none of the guys who created the O-rings wanted them to take off that day. They, no, absolutely. Yeah. There's a movie about it that so, they showed us in like a qual- in like a quality class I had to take, and like it's like the dudes who designed it are like, "Listen, we're not sure. Mm-hmm. Don't do it." And then like the higher ups were like, "Shut up." Yeah, it was this big spectacle, so they just wanted to do it. Anyway. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of, so I guess really, if you'd ask this question now, biggest explosion you were part of. Sort of oh, reframes yeah. it. Right. I was yeah. sort of part of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. What's the big part of that? Wit did it. Challenger. Yeah, did it. Wit did it. it wasn't me. <laughs> um, and we successfully brought down the mood. All right. Well, that was that was <laughs> no, that was the Voyager stuff I want to talk that's about. That's great. All right. I'm going to do this next story. It's just about how uh, 
the title of it is Mini Dead Fish Litter Ontario Shore of Lake Erie. Mm. So uh, Canadian officials say tens of thousands of dead fish are littering a section of Lake Erie's northern shoreline. So good. As long, it's not America. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, Who gives a shit? That was Rod. Rod, we don't swear on the podcast. Okay? <laughs> We're not supposed also, to swear? we have many international listeners. Yeah, we don't swear on the podcast. Um, I love Ontario. It says that these the fish died a natural death. Ontario, deaths. New Mexico. Uh, yeah. The fish died at natural death, most likely, and they're scattered along a 25-mile stretch between the cities of Windsor and London. Um, it, they checked the pollution of the water, and it said nothing is turning up unusual. They say the likely explanation for the fish deaths was so-called inversion. That happens when temperature changes send water with low oxygen levels from the bottom to the surface, causing fish to suffocate. So among the dead fish... Uh, were perch, big head buffalo, sheephead, and say catfish. Don't say oh, it. I no. hate catfish. Mm. Um, I love this same thing happened uh, where me and Claire are from. Right. Uh, like uh, maybe 10, 12 years ago, there was all of these different dead fish that from the temperature change washed up onto the floor and they all had these, the catfish especially, have these barbs that are poisonous and people kept stepping on them. And, oh, and like, I think people died from it, just stepping wow. on these catfish Jeez. and getting these poisonous barbs. Hey, you guys were part, you got, what, what was the BP oil spill to your home? Was that a thing? Did it- yeah, it ruined a lot of people's lives. <laughs> um, there was, uh, I mean, the oil spill was, we were directly affected by with yeah. oil washing Think- up to the beach. What's your hometown? Just what, You just said Gulf Shore. Gulf Shores, we're from this island, man-made island kind of place that separates Alabama and Florida called Pleasure Island. And on Pleasure Island is Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, and Fort Morgan, which is a Civil War fort. Um, but... Um, there, the oil spill happened, and everybody kind of immediately lost their jobs. Oh no! And it, people got like money back from like losing business, but like my parents never got money for anything like that. Yeah, his parents were in real estate. And what else? Um, what's their other job? That they oh, surety. Right, surety. Surety. I don't sure, really know surety? Surety. I'm like they make sure, sure of things? Hitman. I don't think he has a real job. <laughs> plays dad's a hitman. Surety. But yeah, a lot of people lost their jobs. It ruined a lot of people's lives. Because one it's, way a, it's it ruined, a tourist, tourism Yeah, we're from economy, a tourist right? town. And one of them, one way it ruined people's lives is they lost their job. And then another way it ruined their lives is a lot of people were, are lying to BP or just like stealing, getting money from BP when they don't necessarily deserve it. And people who deserve it, like Clay's family or whoever, aren't getting it. And so Uh. it's just this, there's a lot of turmoil. Because it's all individual based as far as you have to like file your own claim against Mm -hmm. it or something? Some people, some reason, don't qualify. But then my friend who was a, a cook at a pizza place who just quit his job, gets money from BP, and doesn't have a job, and hasn't in two years. Wow. wow. Um, so it's kind of, it's really fucked up. I didn't know a thing about that. Yeah, I haven't read much. And as far as the oil goes, no, it's gone. I mean, it's it's, it's no, it's not visible. After um, after the, the tropical storm came in Fort Mor- Morgan, they found like a, uh, a pit, like a lot of oil washed up on like Fort Morgan, and there's like little it's hardened into like little like bowling balls that are along like wow. the uh, shore so it's still coming back you can still see it so like a hurricane season you'll get to see more cases of it yeah. right how nice there was a tropical storm that just hit just recently and uh i'm i have always said 
when next time there's a hurricane, it's just because every time there's a big hurricane like Katrina and this other one, Ivan, we get completely flooded. Mm-hmm. What and, was the uh, biggest hurricane you guys grew up with? Ivan. Um, Hurricane Ivan happened in 2004, and then the next year was Katrina. But uh, Hurricane Ivan, like, destroyed everything, except it destroyed everything within a mile of the beach, pretty much. And, um, which sucked because everything from the 80s is gone. Mm. All the cool stuff. What? Yeah, everything. No. Is there. there was like a Lost Boys style Ferris wheel and we had all that kind of stuff. Jesus. And all these old bars and now they're all just destroyed. I remember wow. growing up in Iowa feeling so smug with, uh, they were talking about earthquakes and uh, hurricanes. I'm like, well, those just idiots. Why would you live next to the beach? Right, yeah. And then like, I grew up and I was like, I want to live by the beach. And at the same time, we had tornadoes. tornadoes. <laughs> well, see, <laughs> people think that there too. People go... Like, me and Clay grew up on the island, but we grew up more than a mile away. And it's like, those are idiots. Why would they build a house on stilts on the beach? You know what I mean? <laughs> we're a Everyone, mile away. We're good. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and we were good. We, our houses didn't get destroyed. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, we were well. fine. I mean, people think about that on the Mississippi. I grew up on the Mississippi, and people have live on stilts over on the Mississippi. And, like, the flood of 93, which is, like, the giant flood... Uh, they were like, those people are stupid anyway. I'm like, that's our neighbors. Yeah. Like, they were just our cool neighbors. But if someone was like, look at this beautiful house that you can afford on the beach, there might be a hurricane in 20 years. Would you go, I'll get that house? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or would you go, no. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Hurricanes suck, but. As a kid, it was like we uh, we get out of school for two weeks, and you can build a sail out of a trash bag and a skateboard, and it's fun. Oh, wow. So, pro hurricanes here. Yeah, pro hurricanes. I still don't understand what made all the fishies sick. Are we still talking about no, yeah, lack of oxygen? Is that no, I'm the change of temperature. Change of temperature sends low oxygen way down at the bottom up to the top because it's like cold water sinks. And then mm-hmm. it just kind of keeps going. To a point, and oh. then it freezes and it floats. Yeah, it's just like a cycle. Because uh, it's crazy how like water is the only thing that floats in its solid form. Which What? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In its solid form, <laughs> water <laughs> floats. The thing I just exactly. said, you rephrased it, and I was blown um, away by it. Yeah, But yeah. like, if that didn't happen, if the solid sunk, all life would die, because that would kill all the fish. Uh, so it's crazy. That's why like water is so important. Like that's just like a nuts thing. <laughs> it's pretty important. Water. It's a pretty people Gotta are pretty. Water. It's one of those lucky things that happens to make life possible on Earth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about next topic? Sure, sure. Uh, so I, at least I know that Rod and, and Bud. No, I'm sorry. Rod and, and Brooks have a background in wrestling. I don't know if the rest of you guys play sports. Skate- I did. Yes. What did you play, Bud? Oh yeah, I played uh, football, baseball, basketball. I went to Wait, what? When did you play basketball? <laughs> no, I did. Ross, I played basketball. You know, what? I used to have this shirt no. that said that said wrestlers have them, others play with them. Uh, it was all about ball. I remember that shirt. That shirt's dope. That shirt is so dope. That's dope. Our shirt said "Go hard or go home." Anyways, I played uh, basketball. <laughs> no, it just said "Get hard or go home." <laughs> yeah, even better. Yeah, I played basketball from uh, the time when I was uh, five years old to the time I was uh, six years twelve, and uh, played. My best year was the years on the I was on the Hoosiers, and I shot one free throw. And I made I got one point the whole season. That's what do you mean you were season? on the Yeah, but you're bringing down the boards, right? You're getting the rebounds. I tried. I really did. Yeah. 
I, when you I, were, when it you was were a lot those, of running. When it, you were in the middle of getting those rebounds, did it uh, seem like, did time slow down? Were you in the pocket? Were you in the zone? I, peak peak experience-wise? I, I, did you ever experience that? I just I just remember sensation. my... I, not really, no. My coach just would always tell me, focus on the backboard, because that's where you're good at. If you uh, could hit the square, I would always might make one. Try to get, I would always uh, go for the rebound after my team scored. <laughs> I would like. I would aggressively get that rebound. It's and the, the, ref, the ref would always go, wait, you don't have to. That's you don't not, have to go for it. That that's role. not the other rebound. Team got it. Oh, got it, got ref. But yeah, I played uh, basketball, baseball. Baseball was fun. I was a catcher, pitcher, uh First baseman left Both fielder. at the same time? You must have been fast. Yeah, like Jose Freddy was Kendo. good. You can picture him as a catcher. As yeah, a catcher, yeah. absolutely. I would hit yeah. home runs all the time. I still got the balls. I'll show them to you later, guys. Um, and then whenever well, I'd Russell's hit a home run. You play yeah, well, okay. <laughs> whenever I'd hit a home run and i touch home plate, I would immediately start break dancing because at that time I was really into breaking with my brother. We got really into beat street. And yeah, and then football is kind of where I finished up my you sports. See these calves. You these should. Calves. He's got impressive calves. <laughs> thank so, you. Sounds good. Oh, All right. Thank you. The reason I bring it up is uh, a lot of times you hear athletes talk about how when they're when they're performing at their peak, time does seem to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, like when and you're making contact with the ball. And there's actually some science to back that up. These researchers at University College London have found that an individual's perception of time does seem to slow as they prepare to make a physical action. So they suggest that getting ready to Whoa. pick a pass, uh, pick a pass, or smash a ball affects the way the brain can <laughs> Do process. Do they understand sports? I don't understand. Pick a These pass. Are scientists. Like a hmm. That's like the phrasing. Football, it's like a football thing. You I, just, I just read British. This, I read the script where the guy who wrote it. Uh, it was about football, but he did not know how to. He didn't know the rules of football at all. It was the worst thing I've read. It was like he's like they're at the universe, they're at LSU, and there's pictures of Joe Namath on the wall, and I'm like, but I thought he went to Alabama. <laughs> Hold on, let me look that. This up. article right. look. This article could, could have been written by me for how unsportsman. That like, does make it. sense, though. If you, I guess, why is it saying that? Because if you are that. Like when you're, about well, to, when you're about to about to drop it on a mega ramp, calculate it and it just slows down. Well, maybe it has something to do with like adrenaline. Like when adrenaline's going, like you, Whitten, you can you're focus more better. Clay do uh, maybe uh, you're more, more do focused. The, do the skates? They do yeah. extreme sports. When you're doing kick flips, is it slow down? Well, yeah. according to Doctor, according, you guys want to hear from the experts, or can we? Yes. We can keep. We can keep guessing all day. Uh, according to Doctor Noble Hiro Hagura from UCL's Institute of Cognitive Neuroscience. Uh, their guess is that during the motor preparation, visual information processing in the brain is enhanced. So maybe the amount of information coming in is increased, which makes time be perceived longer and slower. Oh, like more frames per second. Exactly. Kind of like that. It's just wow. more information coming cinema in. Cinema style, but Yeah, nice. cinema style. 24 frames per second. No, so no, we're it, talking 120 frames per second here, guys. Whoa. We're talking some like Hobbit kind of. We're talking like some Peter Jackson wow. re- reframing the... Uh, have you heard about the, how the Hobbit's it's shot in like 48? No, 48 no, frames per second. Is it really? It looks oh, weird. Oh, so it's going to like a home video? Yeah, it looks oh, too... great. But Can't then again, you know, maybe in the next generation that'll look like what's normal for movies. I don't know. But anyway, so this doctor, uh, Dr. Hagura, was first prompted to look into the perception of time dilation after hearing about the experiences of big-hitting baseball stars in his native Japan. Um, but the idea that top-class performers somehow enjoy slightly longer to make critical decisions is popular right across the world of sports. So that's pretty much a thing that people in all sports experience when they're when they're in that zone, they, they, yeah. it seems like time does stretch out. And uh, they don't know the exact physiological mechanism that causes this, but it's probably related to how well the brain can maximize the flow of information coming from the eyes. 
So um, they say, we now want to do these behavior experiments again while measuring the participant's brain activity with electroencephalography. We can then look at what is happening in the visual cortex. Uh, cortex, they wrote, which I'm pretty sure. Is, this article is, is rife with BBC. You're on the BBC. Onion, Andy. That's the <laughs> onion. <laughs> You're letting us down. So it could be that the connection identified in the study is much stronger in individuals um, um, who are elite athletes than in the average athlete. And that this superiority could play a role in those people getting to their higher levels in their sports. So, for example, it could be that the time dilation effect allows the elite player to make those last-minute adjustments to a shot or pass that proves the difference between winning or losing. So some people somehow have this faster connection. Um, so we're talking time stoppers. We're talking, we're we're talking, talking like, uh, have you ever seen clock? Yes. We're talking clock stoppers. That's is that what, what it's called? Thank you, Rod. Or is it clockers? It's clock, clock stoppers. That was a movie. You're talking about animals? What was clockers? That was a clockers movie too, was wasn't it? Clockers was a Spike Lee movie. Okay, that was a Spike Lee joint. A Spike Lee joint. Yeah, oh, joint. Clock stoppers. Yeah, or we're talking about that Adam Sandler remote control movie. What's that called? Click. 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 Was this is this like only thing? Are they only talking about sports here, or is it like if uh, if you get in a car wreck or anything like that? Or do like they bring any like anything else that would like have adrenaline linked to it? Well, what they did, I'll, I'll break out the actual experiment they did. So to test the anecdotal evidence they already had, uh, they carried out a very simple experiment that involved volunteers having to react to flashing and flickering discs on a screen. And what the researchers found was that for the participants asked to tap the screen the time they felt that they had to make the action was longer than for those who were making no movement at all. So it's the fact that you're engaging your body, like doing some physical movement is what can make the time slow. Or the people that weren't having so to move... So the people that were doing touchdowns during that time <laughs> yes. had a better response. Exactly. And the, they got the results from asking them? They just, they say, just asked hey, them, did it did feel, like, feel slower? like it took longer? You know what? Um, this, which answer will pay I more? think I that it does. This is real I, science. This is the typo-ridden uh, article, so, you know, who It's knows? kind of unbelievable what uh, really unbelievable. good athletes do, um, yeah. like Tony Hawk. Like, I can't hit a fastball. I can't hit a 90 miles per hour. Yeah, watching the Olympics, watching those divers, how do you know how many times you're rotating? I've not heard of the gymnasts. I can't believe any of that shit. There's I a can't. video of Bob Bernquist, this pro skater from, like, 2000. He won the best trek competition at the X Games the same year that Tony Hawk did the 900 out of competition, but still at the X Games, which is kind of a bummer because the trick that Bob Bernquist did was a on a on a huge vert ramp. He did a fakey, fakey... You, no one's gonna know what this is, but a fakey five zero kickflip out on a rail outside of the of the uh, vert ramp, and it's ridiculous to look at because when he lands, he has no idea what he just did, but he did it somehow in his brain. It worked out. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? How do you know he had no idea what he did? Uh, you can go look at it. It's just you know what I'm talking about, Clay. Like he landed it thinking like. It almost looks like he accidentally well, flipped tell, the board. You could tell like because that. the knees don't like really extend all the way. What they do is, um, like, when you land on a vert ramp or something, and if you like, uh, if your knees are not extending to pump down the ramp, you can tell when some like skaters like go down and they don't expect to land it, and then at the end oh. of the ramp they're not pumping; they're just like they're just. Have this, they lose all their they're speed. preparing to like um, crash land, kind of. Like they're not expecting kind of, to land on the board. Like, you're saying, or what? Or, when you're going down there, I don't know the terminology. You, you pump at the uh, curve of it to go faster. Uh-huh. And so I think you, it's hard to like. It's hard to explain, but when you look at it, it makes perfect sense. So you think he accidentally did the coolest trick of all time? Yeah. I think he definitely acts. I, it, all right. There's a similar. There's a similar thing that happened that's like more widely known, which is 
Bob Beeman, who is this long jumper, is called like the greatest Olympic feat of all time. Mm-hmm. This dude in 1968, he's a long, he's long jumper. He's never like, I mean, he's, he's good, but he never, this is his first Olympics. He, uh, I mean, he's kind of a favorite, but not even the most favorite, like top three dudes in the world. He runs up, he hits his first jump. And, uh, the current record is like 20, 27 feet something inches and he jumps 29 feet two and a half inches breaking the old record oh. by like tw- 22 inches mm-hmm. which is it's insane insane wow yeah it's so crazy but he has no idea what happened like he's like oh when after he made the jump he's like i thought it maybe had just cleared 28 maybe it was a world record jump it felt like a world record jump like maybe 28 feet and it was in uh it was in meters, and he's American, so he didn't know the meters, and they like put up the meters on the screen, and he's like, "Awesome, <laughs> sick!" I, you know, I, I set a world, okay. I set a world record, and then somebody came up to him and goes, "Dude, that was fucking twenty nine feet. Uh, that was twenty nine feet two and a half inches." His whole body, he like he had a seizure, like his yeah. whole body stopped working. He collapsed. Uh, that's awesome. He, just, he couldn't move anymore, that's and it was awesome. just. He said he had so much like adrenaline going to his brain that he was just could not believe that it that happened. That sounds great. And yeah, I mean, it's called the greatest like Olympic feat of all time. I never Broke heard it by about two that. feet. That's you can look crazy. it up. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube. Bob Beam in nineteen sixty eight. I think it's Mexico City. Wow. Um, and yeah, he just makes this amazing jump and then collapses. Like, but I like, like the two fact that there was later. a delay. Everyone else it was knew like he two didn't minutes know. of where he didn't know because yeah. they didn't have the proper measurements to measure twenty nine feet to inch. Yeah, uh, that, that seems like one of those like it's. In, I can't think of the uh, specific movie. Tons of movies have this where like the odometer, whatever the thing measuring some number, it's stuck and yeah. someone whacks it. And it's like, yeah. oh, it was way more than we thought. Like, what? We just did this <laughs> right. crazy. Uh, I'll move on to uh, another story real quick. How far into this episode? Okay. Oh, we got time. A couple of minutes. This one can run long. Oh, the scary story? This one is a scary story. Uh, this is about how ready, t- guys. tigers are becoming nocturnal in order to avoid humans. Yeah. Uh, tigers living near human-occupied areas have gradually become nocturnal, according to a new, new research just published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Um, so this is all in Nepal that they're doing the study, and it's saying that uh, tigers occupy the same area as humans, and since the humans don't go into the forest at night, like that's quitting time for work, that's when tigers go out now. Whereas before, tigers didn't really have a time that they would do anything. It was just like they'd go out at night or they'd go out in day. Uh, it said tigers typically move around at all times of day and night, monitoring their territory, mating, and hunting. But in the study, the tigers have become creatures of the night. People in Nepal generally avoid the forests at night, essentially quitting time for the people signals starting time for the Chitwan tigers. Um, it's a very fundamental conflict over resources. The study says tigers need resources. People need the same resources. If we operate under the traditional wisdom that tigers can only survive with space dedicated solely for them, there would always be a conflict. Um, if your priority is people, tigers lose out. If your priority is tigers, people lose out. In mm-hmm. Chetwan, the tigers seem to be adapting to make it work. Uh, so basically, so, just when tigers, tigers couldn't get any more frightening. No, no, yeah. but it's not because they're they're doing this to get, keep away from us. They don't yeah, want to bug us. Like a, this is a great idea for the tigers. Yeah. good move, tigers. We're it's talking a, also. This is about the Detroit Tigers baseball. Oh, team. Wow. <laughs> that makes more sense. Oh. Making a real move yeah. to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> They had to install some new lights to make this work. Um, what? Okay, land animal that you're most scared of that is a mammal, bud. Ooh, mammals? I. Yeah, because if it's not, everybody's going to go snake because those are the scariest. Yeah, hands down. Uh, it's okay. Oh, man. Like, 
probably just like a uh, like a huge ba- like a huge bear like a huge. You know, I bear. would just say a normal sized bear would scare me. Any kind of bear, any kind bear. of bear is pretty scary. Okay. Well, I feel like I could take a medium sized bear. Oh, maybe. you do? I just okay. Really think. Are yeah. we still on sports talk? No, I really think I could, but like a like I seen was it the Edge that movie was it the Edge with the big scary bear? I think it was the Edge. Yeah. Jesus H Christ, and he's ripping through the woods just taking down trees. Like I remember I saw that with the girl, and there were, we were kissing most. Well, of the have y'all so. ever seen a? Huge scary animal in in real life? No, my my I saw a big mountain lion once come down in the trail at Lopez Lake, and my drunk grandpa tried to feed him chicken bones. Oh, okay, that's it. Cook chicken bones that could have killed him. You're right. You he wasn't a real scary animal in in the. We wild. saw the skunk in the backyard a few nights <laughs> ago. Skunk is pretty scary. That was frightening. So, I mean, I've seen I like got a, charged by a moose one time. Okay, that's terrifying. That's kind of something. Yeah, I was like, moose? I was ten years old, and I was hiking in oh Montana my with my my dad, and my uncle, and uh, we were walking along this. Why don't path. you brag a little more, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. You got a dad and an uncle. So. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, my Look dad and uncle guy take me hiking. Family. Uh, yeah, we were hiking in this path, and like suddenly, my dad stopped us both and said, "Look over there." And maybe like twenty feet away, there was this um, uh, like a cow moose. Didn't have mm-hmm. didn't have the antlers. A female moose. James Pumphrey's throwing the guns James out Pumphrey. at us. Hey, dude, keeping it real. Another uh, roommate. Another fun roommate. We gotta have we gotta rotate in all ten all ten roommates <laughs> in this podcast Eventually. if we can. Um, but anyhow, so we stopped. We weren't like bothering. We didn't walk any further. We saw we were pretty close to it. It st- it saw us. It was looking right at us. It also stopped. We're like, well, we're okay. And my dad breaks out his camera. Um, and we're just like, we're not stressed at all. Moose hated paparazzi. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> they do. Um, what we didn't know is that we happened to walk directly between this this cow moose and her moose cubs or whatever oh, you call no. baby moose. Cubs moose I know about moose cubs. Yeah. That's so right. yeah, we're, we're keeping this mama moose from her babies, which we weren't aware of until suddenly. And like I, I was there. I was 10 years old. So I do remember it on one level. But another level, I'll, all I remember is just... Uh, and all my dad remember. My dad tells the story. Um, there started to be emotion, and instantly everyone reacted. They realized something was happening, and my dad and my uncle took off, running as fast as they could because this, this moose. And they still have. Pic- they were taking pictures. They have one last picture with the camera <laughs> tilted as the moose is no. in full charge. Yeah, I have this picture. Um, and they took off, and then when they stopped running. I was nowhere to be found, and my dad was convinced that I had been trampled by the moose, that they, that they left me behind, and they outran me. But actually, I had reacted the fastest, and I was so far ahead of them, yeah. they didn't even see the me. Bloodthirsty I got mooses. attacked by a swan one time when I was like three, for real, and I had a broken collarbone at the time from falling down the stairs, which I'm told was my own fault. <laughs> But I don't remember. Swan Uh, just took advantage of your situation. No, so the swan came at me, and my aunt grabbed me by my broken collarbone arm and Uh threw me in the car. Uh, That's not a fun story. (laughs) That's not fun at all. I know, I know. Okay, wait. And then, your dad, be, and then your dad came by to tell you, you're the best, Brooks. Always will be. Always have been. Always first base. Uh, Rod, scariest mammal? Uh, Probably mountain lion. Okay. I like the sneaky. Scariest. I'd probably say like a monkey. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear, hear him no, out. No, hear him out. Because of like its unexpected strength. Yeah. Really. Because yeah. They, like a chimpanzee you're talking about? You know, yeah, we talked about these. Really they just, go after your jaws yeah. and your Anything dick. Like, like dick fingers, anything that they can just like take a like a They rip of. jaws off, off your nose. I think it's, it's mainly scary because like it's something that's kind of like cute. You kind of want to be around it. And yeah. when you're around it, you're in like harm's way. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Yeah. yeah. Wit, scariest. 
ooh, scariest animal? Mammal. 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 Um, I don't know. Probably something like a mountain lion. Yeah. I think because, maybe like a blue whale would scare the shit out of me, even though they're not going to yeah. try to hurt you. Nah. still like, no. oh my gosh, look how big you are. Have you, um, I've been. Maybe like an aggressive dolphin. I've been. afraid <laughs> of that. I've been uh, really close to whales and dolphins. Like, Have y'all ever uh, been super Larry close to Zonka? a whale and dolphin? Yeah, dolphins. I'm not yeah, a killer whale. Well, why would you be afraid of dolphins? They're the best. One time, me and Clay called a party wave with a dolphin. Oh wait, that Whoa. wasn't me and Clay. That was I do insane. party wait waves minute, with dolphins wait a all the time. Hold on, I didn't know you surf also. Yeah. Why did I not know this? Because I don't do it very often. Hey, okay. we started a new shred. We're shredding every Saturday, Saturday morning. morning you're gonna come. We're going to make a point to go every Saturday. Yeah, morning. man, it's You're so gonna surf fun. every Saturday. Well, wait is. I don't know if I will. No, I've, I've been surfing all the time. I surfed all, this past weekend, Labor Day weekend, was the biggest Saturday swell of the week. year. I was surfing every day. Yeah, my brother took me and uh, Buddy out. My brother's a really good surfer, out to Malibu Point, and it was huge. And, uh, really we big. Just we were at Topanga every day. kicked out of us. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was I had a boogie board. It was... It was, it was, was it one of mine? It was. I'm sorry. Which one? The blue or the Red. Red. Red, good, because the blue's more beat up. I got um, my ass handed to me. But this is why I'm scared of mountain lions. Sorry, bud. It's okay. Um, and I don't remember who was telling me this, uh, but I've been thinking about it a lot. Because uh, recently, a few years ago, a woman was killed by a mountain lion in Santa Barbara, right? Or around here. Um, because yes. they... Was it you who told me, Rod? If you see a mountain lion, you should kill it. Because I've never heard it's that. trying to kill you. If you can see it, because mountain lions will prey on you and they'll 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 hide and then attack you. Okay, no one. Ooh. Who was telling me this? I didn't know that. I was positive it was maybe Rob. it was your brother. Was it oh, my it grandpa was my Jimmy? Brother. By oh, chance? it was totally my brother. Okay, you're right. Because your brother lives in Santa Barbara. It my brother lives something. in Santa Barbara, and there's mountain lions, about. and that's a common fear. He lives in like the mountain in Santa Barbara, and uh, that's a thing that they have to look out for. <laughs> your bro go UCSB, bro. No, I didn't. No, no, I'm just kidding. I was doing bro. Most use, bro the most STDs ever in any American college. I thought that was Arizona State. I thought that it was is Arizona that. State. Oh, okay. Second most. <laughs> oh, no. I love Vista, bro. Why'd you say, oh, no? Yeah, we're going to try an <laughs> ID. <laughs> oh, no, no. Uh, uh, Moshe uh, went there. Oh, I've been sleeping with Moshe forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Man, yeah, I, I'm with all. Moshe was on our podcast. Casher in the Rye. Download. Check out Casher in the Rye. Is that available on Audible? I yeah, don't know. read by him. Is it really? Yeah. Because they're not a sponsor yet, but starting next week they will be. So uh, stay tuned next week for info on how to support the podcast by getting a free membership I do it. for Audible. Audible.com. I've, re- I've gotten a few books off there. Yeah, I got the, not uh, our, we're, This is too free for them. We can't. We're not. Yeah. It's a little Andy, are, you, plug. are you too scared to tell us your mammal? No, I, I think I'm with basically giant cats, whatever they are. It doesn't yeah. matter. Mountain lion. Bengal tiger. Uh, Bengal mm-hmm. tiger. I'll be a friend with a tiger. Regular lion. Like, a friend? Rod would I be a friend with I just think about how terrifying a small cat can be when it yeah. suddenly turns on you, yep. like it, when it doesn't want to be around you anymore, Imagine and like, that, multiply that. that by, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we also didn't, didn't take in consideration other human beings. Mm. Oh, no. The most dangerous game. Right. Good one. Oh, yeah. Rod Serling. Surviving the game. Plays the brains of the bunch. Oh, boy. Boom. I'm Clay and I'm the brains. It's um, like you know what the most um, deadly and you know what the, but technically the most deadly animal is. And this is based only on a person telling me this at a bar the other night. What's that? Deer. Really? Run in front of your car. Completely believe that's, that. No, I grew that, up in Iowa. I don't know if that's true. I just no, I grew like, up in Iowa. It totally makes sense. Sure. 
You hit so I uh, my like my family between like just my immediate family. I think they've maybe hit five or six deer, and there's only five people in the family. We have a great clip on this show. Oh, by the way, I should plug bloopers starting September fifteenth. Check your local listings. The show I work for. Um, we have this clip of this dude who's on just like a dirt bike riding down like a lonely country road. This deer runs perfectly in front of him. He nails the thing. The deer fucking gets up, runs right off. Like, it doesn't even phase him. But, like, he's got a helmet camera on, so you see firsthand, full speed, this deer goes, like, up and over. Oh, man, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I'm really into helmet cameras, like, just in case somebody just dies a brutal death. You like GoPros? (laughs) Yeah, I love GoPros. Cool. Uh, no, right. that's pretty. I, I love, I love those. No, no GoPro, but I love those too. No GoPro. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, <laughs> are, is no it your turn to do the next one or mine? Oh, it is. Yeah. Actually, so um, two more stories. To get two through. more stories to get through. This one actually is re- kind of related to. Uh, remember that story about those crazy stick bugs they found on Lord Howe Island? I remember it. Oh man, that was one of my favorite stories. <laughs> yeah. Stick bugs. Stick bugs. They looked like sticks. Yeah, I love. I love. I'm this. into that. Yeah. Who's not into stick bugs? Uh, it turns out they found a, a new stick bug that is like so different from other stick bugs. It might even. Uh, be in its own like whole classification um, this mysterious new species of stick insect has been discovered living in the Philippines uh, it's wingless it lives on the ground rather than in trees and it is spectacularly colored having a green blue head and orange body it also vents a foul smelling spray to Wait, deter you're just, predators you're just talking about clay right now I'm just talking, I'm just talking about clay <laughs> does, it also, does it also love the feel of a hard man <laughs> Now you're just talking about whip. <laughs> Double whammy. We're here for science. Uh, this stick insect is so unique that scientists have given it its own genus and do not yet know its relationship to other stick and leaf insects. I still love, still love the, the, the real hard science here we're yeah. talking about, but they're still calling it a stick bug. Like that's the yeah. So um, did, did they find it in like? Do you know if they found it in a, a bunch of them? Like a they a, found it. What's the study of on naming the third, animals called? Um, oh, that would be oh taxonomy. Is, is that, it taxonomy? Uh, that maybe, sounds right. It does sound right, but it also just sounds like taxidermy. No, taxonomy is like classifying <laughs> things into into I think you know gene, geni genuses and species and right, uh, right. F- families. Phylums. I don't know those things. Mm. Um, but the insect was found on the third highest mountain in the archipelago of. Um, let's see. Hold on a second. Uh, they. It was found several years ago on Mount Halson, a remote locality in the Philippine island of Mindoro. Um, it was found on the her- third highest mountain in the archipelago, which is considered one of the richest areas of biodiversity in the world. They were baffled. They said it looked so different from any other known stick insect in the world that we immediately realized it was something very special. Mm. They concluded that it represented an unknown genus and species, and they published details of the discovery in the journal Comptus Rendus Biologies. Oh, best one. That's the best one. Yeah, oh, I, you guys subscribe to that, right? I want to. I want to be like a person who every animal they find, like this is a brand new animal. Like and just <laughs> you keep taking it in. They're like, that's a cat. And you just keep bringing cats in. <laughs> no, I think this is a different type of cat. This one's cute. So this is a really cute cat. You ever seen a, this cat? You ever seen a cute cat? This is the cutest cat. This is a cuter cat. Can you me. imagine how exciting it would be if all you wanted to ever do is discover a new animal and you did? Oh, yeah. You think if you saw, there's like, a finite number. Yeah, there's only so many times you can do that. If there's a new breed of dog, do you think anyone would like notice or like if like <laughs> if you saw a new breed of dog, you ever just like well, would you would, would you assume that it was a new like a new species? type of dog or with was dogs, it just like I mean that's what we that's like you do well, that with dogs you do that but I'm I'm you curious this is probably very easily Googleable but I don't know this off the top of my head uh, there's no 
breed of dog that's so different from another that is a different species, right? All dogs right. are the same species, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. all dogs. Isn't that weird? A... That is weird. That is <laughs> that, true. Like, the, it's true. The, the also... Chihuahua and a Malamute are both the same species. Yeah, right. That's crazy. They all go to heaven. So how and do they, they even all... decide? Sometimes, they, sometimes they go to mm-hmm. heaven. That's true. Can like a huge dog mate with a small dog? Is that possible? Yeah. Yeah, I had a miniature pincher that uh, got uh, pregnant by a Labrador one time, and her belly uh-huh. like was fucking to the floor. Like her Uh-oh. legs barely touched that is, the floor. That's pain. It was. It was she, she had like seven puppies. Uh-oh. It was crazy. Because like, there's probably like dogs that have dicks that are as big as Chihuahuas, right? I don't know. I think that's a Let's separate. Let's find out. That's a new podcast. Google how big the- are dicks? By dogs with Rod. Uh, Check out my podcast coming soon. It'll be it'll be it'll be called probably dog dicks. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be under our umbrella. Check out probably dog dicks we coming are, this fall. We are considering yeah. doing some franchises of this. Yeah, we might do a probably offshoots. history. So probably dog dicks. We come after do that. Probably yeah. history. That sounds like fun. And Rod could have a good time in probably history. I, w- I think I would up. have a better time myself on probably history. <laughs> <laughs> I like history way more than science. Why are we You're doing this podcast? <laughs> Sometimes we have to ask. Yeah, I'm just a scientist because there's money skateboard? in science. There wasn't money in being a history major. Can we do probably skateboard? Yeah, you guys can do probably skateboarding, but it, it will be called actually mostly true skateboard because yeah, you guys know, yeah. know what you're talking about. I'm going to do one called probably math and have it be the most like the worst thing you've ever heard. <laughs> numbers just, well, on I guess numbers. two's a number. <laughs> Literally just go two plus two is probably four. <laughs> I would actually That one's not going to be Under our umbrella No It's going to have to be an indie uh, Alright I will do the next story here And it, uh, I haven't even read it yet So I'm just going to read it out loud as Okay it. Four stranded pilot whales Moved to SeaWorld for care hmm. um, Four this young pilot whales That survived a stranding On a central Florida beach Have been moved to SeaWorld, Ontario <laughs> Oh my gosh You know where they <laughs> What can whales even pilot? No hold on yeah. SeaWorld Orlando. Okay. Okay. You didn't do two Canada stories. Yeah, yeah. The short-finned pilot whales were moved Wednesday from Florida Atlantic University's Harbor Branch Oceanographic Oceanographic Institute. This is tough. Uh, The whales have been at the force... Jesus. The whales have been at the Fort Pierce Rehabilitation Center since Saturday. A pot of 22 pilot whales stranded Saturday on the beach at Avalon State Park in St. Lucie County. 17 of the whales either died of natural causes or had to be euthanized on the beach. A fifth juvenile whale brought to the FAU facility died Monday. At SeaWorld, their surviving whales are receiving round-the-clock care in quarantine. Experts say the animals are in guarded condition, which I don't know what that that means SeaWorld going to say in garbage. A lot of people are trying to <laughs> trying to hurt these pilot whales. SeaWorld is also caring for two other pilot whales that stranded last year in the that were stranded no that stranded last year in the Florida Keys. So of the 22 whales, four of them are slowly dying wow. in SeaWorld right now. Wow. Isn't everything in SeaWorld Where sort are they, of just aren't we all slowly dying? When are they going to learn how to do jumps? <laughs> I'll say a lot of pilot whales lost their wings that day. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I actually am with Rod, though. Like, how quick can we make them do tricks? Yeah, where do they learn tricks? <laughs> What's the turnaround time for trick doing? Well, like, we're trying to just make them live right now, but it's kind of tough on account of if they want to eat, they got to jump through something. <laughs> they don't really respond to the fish yet, but we're going to get them to jump. Yeah. <laughs> I keep telling him we got this shot we can give him that'll fix him up if he just balance his ball on his nose. Yeah. <laughs> it won't do it. 
I mean, right before they die, we're going to do the first ever cannonball where oh. we just shoot them out of a cannon. <laughs> Uh, and it'll be a big whale-sized cannon, <laughs> and the chances of survival are so slim. But that's why we're going to wait. Probably and do just going to flop. Are they the aiming them? Are they aiming them at water? Oh no! I mean, we don't really know yet. <laughs> we're we'll going to do imagine. a net for for first one. Killer whale. We don't know how to do stuff, man. We're Sea World, dude. Listen, imagine the pilot whales will just fly away. What a lot of people, shoot them a lot of cannon. people don't realize is the people who work at Sea World are hippies who dropped out of marine biology school <laughs> and just was like, I want to play with. Dolphins. Also, I like how they basically did what every shitty parent does when their kids are too young to deal with the death of a pet. And they buy a new one and give it the same name because there were so many Shamu. It's like, there can't be this many Shamu. How it, long can Shamu How many Shamus have shamu. murdered a person? Yeah. Like, I don't know if any Shamus have murdered a person. Uh, oh, because yeah. Because didn't a couple years ago somebody... Like, that was, wasn't a Shamu. Oh. I don't think that was it a Shamu. It wasn't named Shamu. Slamu. That was Slamu. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what Am I wrong? That? I thought they named a bunch of different whales Shamu. Was there only one Shamu? No, no there's been a the number of Shamu. Okay, yeah, Wait, was yeah. Slamu the guy from Street Sharks? As a Street Shark. <laughs> oh, was it? Slamu was, in fact, a Street Shark. Can you bring up Street Shark Science? <laughs> street Shark Science. That's our offshoot podcast. Is that real? Week, yeah. Probably Street Shark Science. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, have you guys ever been to a SeaWorld? No, I don't. I've never wanted to go. Even when I was a kid, Me the neither. idea of going to a SeaWorld was not I went when a fun I was like idea. five. I went. Okay. I went fun. maybe two years ago for my uh, ex girlfriend's birthday. I took her. To moment of silence. Bummer. I just uh, didn't want to have that sad moment down in the dark tank where I look at the whales and like, why can't they moment? be free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know I would have that. You know, actually, you know what? I've been twice. I hated it because we went once and I didn't have it. I was like, oh, that was kind of not that fun. And I got to work that Monday. And at work, they're like, we're doing a work outing to SeaWorld on Friday, and I had just been there oh. on Sunday. I was like, oh no. Yeah, oh, it's like no. going to the L.A. Zoo. It's depressing. That's uh, it's fun to go to a big, the, like a cool aquarium. Oh, it's, I love aquariums. pretty fun for oh, me. Yeah, do, do the SeaWorld places Bay? try to make Monterey it Bay. seem like they're doing the good work that an aquarium is doing or something? They try to make it seem like... I don't feel like it. I always feel like they're evil, but all my knowledge from SeaWorld comes from that episode of South Park. Oh, I What seen. about Free Willy? And Free Willy. Yeah. Both no. negative... Sort of negative. Hands down, the best that's aquarium. Not, that's a that, that's an irony. I've never thought about the irony of that movie, of uh, the movie saying like, "Oh, we're gonna free this whale," and while filming it, they're torturing this whale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> act, act whale act. Yeah. The act like we're freeing you. It was whale. a pretty bad jump. Actor. Let him jump. You know, but I, jump only high enough for him to scrape your belly. You know, I think that that, that whale, uh, in real life, they tried to set it free to make it feel good, and it died for like, oh. pretty quick out at sea. Have you guys heard oh. about the making of Milo and Otis? How many dogs oh, there was? I haven't, I haven't seen the movie, but I guess, like, I guess it was just ridiculous. Like, just no quality control. Quality, there was nobody on hand to make sure animals Here's were... dog number three coming up on the show. <laughs> dog number three was my favorite. Uh, but how many number, dogs number got Number was my second favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah, do the commentary of my yeah. own Oh, that's sad. That's a sad thing. Okay, Andy's going to look up how many dogs died during the filming of Milo and Otis. There's and a, a scene in Milo and Otis where it shows the dog giving birth, like everything about it. And that dog I'm sure died. if you look at it, I'm, you can probably see a dog die in that movie. Yeah. If you look okay. close enough. It's, no, it's like in... It's animal, like in hold on, I got, this, I, got a, I got a funny... I got a, this is... Oh, now I've built it up way too much. In the, ba- <laughs> in the background of Milo and Otis... 
just like in uh, uh, Wizard of Oz. Just like in Wizard of Oz, yeah, you can see a tiny dog walk up and, and uh, hang it. So. <laughs> <laughs> or a little pup. Is that true? Yeah, no, that's true, Rob. Absolutely, it's yeah, on YouTube. We gotta listen to it while uh, we gotta watch it while listening to Pink Floyd. No, you gotta. <laughs> no, no, you listen to that while listening to the Baja Men. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, what are you gonna? What was uh, the, well, the Animal Liberation Queensland organization alleged that that more than twenty kittens were killed no. during the production no. of Oh my god! I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> oh my god! god. And, um, they put a cat in a basket and yeah. just let it go. <laughs> go down the river over the falls. See you later, Moses. Um, Shoot that several times. They, yeah. they alleged that. Um, other animals have been injured, as in one case where a producer allegedly had broken a cat's paw to make it appear unsteady on its feet. Oh, oh my god, my I'm sorry. Holy gosh. shit. Like it I'm was floating on a raft on a river. They're like, he's not unstable enough. Let's yeah. crack a paw. I'm only laughing because I don't know how else to deal with this. Let's crack a paw. Other scenes that were the source of controversy were the scene of a kitten flying off of a cliff and a scene of a pug fighting a bear and this. <laughs> Wait, that is, uh, wait, wait. Rod, Rod, Rod is up is, the building. Rod he is can no longer Rod's up, jumping around, the laughing. The idea of a pug fighting a bear it also says tickled here, Rod. It also yeah. says the director stepped on a dog just out of curiosity. <laughs> <laughs> also, the director cut a dog open to make sure it was a dog. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, that's a real dog. This is a real dog, hundred percent real. Oh. All right, put that dog back worth. out. Oh, we're, we got to get a new one now. Uh, Make it dance around. Jeez, Louise did not know that. Where can we go that's, protest this? I don't movie? know how you. I guess don't rent Milo and Otis. They showed it to us in like third grade as like, oh, look how great this movie is. That yeah. shouldn't happen. Next things they're gonna. They're, next thing they're gonna tell me is, uh, I don't know. You know how at the end of at the end of most Tony movies Hawk. at the end of most movies it says no animals were harmed during the making of this film. I bet at the end of this one it said so many it animals were harmed. Animals were <laughs> I want to give like the stunt it's double. Just list. Say, animals just, oh. were in this movie. <laughs> I want to give credit. I want to give credit to a great tweet by Paul J, who is the reason I even looked this up in the first place. He said at the end of Milo Notice, I bet there was a there was a thing that said no K N O W animals were harmed <laughs> in the making of. Love that, that Paul. Super yeah. funny. All right, we gotta we gotta call it into uh, this episode. It's been super fun having the Power Violence crew. Uh, we'll just let's just do everybody's Twitter. No way everybody's going to follow all of you. Uh, but let's just do it anyway. Bud, where are you at? I'm at Bud Anthony Diaz. Bud Anthony Diaz. Rodney underscore Barry. Rodney underscore Barry. Give him a retweet today, guys. Uh, nice. Wit. Uh, Whitmer Thomas. At Whitmer Thomas and Clay. At Clay Tatum. At Clay Tatum. And Power Violence LA is all of us. At Power Violence LA. If you live in Los Angeles, come to the Power Violence show at the 6, what? what is it? 6470 Theater. On Santa Monica Boulevard at nine o'clock on the Sundays. It's right near Santa Monica Boulevard, and what's the nearest cross street? Wilcox. It's Wilcox. fun. They do crazy shit. Like there was a thing where whoever was hosting the other guys shot him with a paintball gun. Who, when does this come out? You think Tomorrow. this will? Uh, wait, no, 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 wait. No. Uh, we always record it so last second <laughs> that I always just am like, you know, it we should We're have been out a time. while ago. On September tenth, never forget the day before. I don't. Know. Yeah. September okay. 10th. Well, the sixteenth. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> the 16th, we have Todd Glass and Eddie Peppertone. Come see that. September 16th at, uh, the, at the aforementioned Santa Monica near Wilco. 472. Yeah, it's free. 6470. You can just go You can go to Facebook, I'm guessing, just slash Just type power in violence Power Violence, violence Comedy Anywhere. Yeah, you'll find them. Up. It's a really, really fun yeah, show. It'll be it's on free. There. Hey, thanks, Andy. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned this last week, but there are still tickets available to the L.A. Podcast Festival happening October 12th through the 14th. Go to LAPodFest.com for info. Doesn't interfere, interfere with uh, Power Rounds. Appreciate that. Nope. Nope. Yeah, we nope. were going to actually 
we could have been on it, but me and Matt are both gone. Oh, it's a so, shame. It's a, it's a shame. crying shame. Uh, but I will, I'll be there helping out with the production. If anybody, if we got any fans that want to come say hi, meet your least favorite uh, public science host. <laughs> oh, that's not true at all. Um, all right. That's it for the episode. Uh, probably science at gmail.com and follow us at probably science. Throw us a review in iTunes. We would love that. Yep. All right. Okay. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for having it.